The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It was an event 10 years in the making. Two Jeepers brought together by a single podcast. And it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad cigars. The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park brought to you by Nexon Tires returns for another trip. The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June 4th and 5th. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts. See the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers, too? Yeah, and I suppose you're going to say, you know, while you're in there. The second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the Nexon Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tires. Yeah, I want to give me some of those. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook. That's where you guys have been hiding. So a little background uh, story information here. I I uh, spoke with Molly, a uh, little uh, Cajun house from uh, TikTok uh, the other day, did an interview with her, uh, and uh, she she's a Jeeper. She's actually uh, lives quite close to here at Studio A, and uh, she's a Jeeper, and because of her Jeep obses- obsession, uh, she joined TikTok, and uh, she does a lot of food videos. Josh, don't go over there. You will be so hungry all the time. <laughs> uh, a lot of great. Sorry, I can't. I can't hear you over the, me watching Molly's newest nom, TikTok nom, videos. Nom, nom, yeah. So um, the uh, I, I was talking to her the other night, and of course she knows uh, about Bucky's. You know, she's a, a Texas re- a resident. She'd been here for twenty years. Her and her husband. And uh, I told her I gave her a nice tip for her next big TikTok video. Oh, by the way, uh, she has one point seven million followers on holy cold yes uh wow and a lot of a lot of great food videos and she has a uh uh, a uh she has a sponsorship with heb which is a grocery store here in uh, texas and i think other places as well but i think it's uh it's it's another one of those bucky's things people are going heb what's that um but anyway so she does a lot of uh, shopping at heb and then cooking of things uh of the the products that she buys at heb and by the way heb store brand is better than some of the name brand stuff. I mean, you. I don't think you can get anything bad at H-E-B. It's just amazing. We love it. But anyway, so I gave her a little tip about beaver nuggets. And she may be doing a future TikTok video Ooh, about how to make be- beaver nuggets from Bucky's better. Oh. We found out, and it was completely by accident, as great discoveries often are, that one of our uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, Texas event attendees and listeners found that if you leave the beaver, beaver nuggets on the dash in the hot Texas sun, Ooh. they get a little, they get a little, yeah, it's just, <laughs> they become one, <laughs> you know, and I got to finish it. It's just, this is one nugget, but anyway, they become soft and chewy and Ooh. so tasty. So anyway, I can't look, wait to try them. Darn it. <laughs> look okay, forward to that. So here, here comes Tammy's question of the day. So for people who may not know, 
know or ever heard what the of hell are fever nuggets anyway. yeah. <laughs> like what in the world so this means you haven't been listening to the shows tammy which is uh, one I, of your contractual exactly. obligations I, we need I, the downloads i, I clarified uh, the, it for here, someone here's, who here's may a short, not it's the first it's time pretty much like, it's just it's cornmeal uh an impacted buttload of sugar and like three different oils oh you had me at buttload okay that <laughs> is actually it. those are called um Oh, we used to have them in South Carolina. Sugar pops. Corn pops. <laughs> Sugar pops. No, I mean, um, yeah. no um, but um, these um, things are different, Josh. You had them at the oh, event. They, they were really they good. They, they are. It's it's like caramel corn, except completely different. I wish we had yeah. had some milk, because that would have been a, a very good video. Is <laughs> beaver nugget uh, cereal. <laughs> oh, I got. I can go on a rabbit trail about something on that topic, but I'm not going to. This is a Jeep podcast, and we are running by. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got lots of time. I'm trying to yeah, you know, we've only been, you know, 15 minutes on this episode. Still haven't gotten to the intro yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. But and the there's kids. people saying, what have I listened to? I thought this is a Jeep talk show. But the kids just love it. <laughs> Can we just move Beaver along? Beaver Nuggets. Aww. Does that have a toy when you open it? I want to see. Come Josh on. Josh is a buzzkill. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, I think it was uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yes, Josh, I know, timely reference. But th- th- but everybody knows that show. That they would sometimes start the show, and they would just start it. It was, the, you know, the skits or whatever they were doing. And then about three-quarters of the way through, they'd roll the intro. <laughs> so that's what we need to start doing. Punch and move, just, punch and move. So, so they're hush puppies. Anymore. Hush puppies. Hush puppies. Oh, no. Uh, no. I, I love thought hush puppies. puppies was like a cornmeal, like is. a cake. Yeah. Well, when like you're making cornbread. the cornbread and the dog right. won't leave you alone, you just put a little dip of, uh, so of uh, cornbread in the grease and it, it fries it up and you throw it to the dog to hush it up. So, uh, but uh, it, it's it's similar. I mean, it's round and it's brown, but that's about, no. that, that's about where the... the it's... Similarities, I, I, and it's kind of it's kind of like caramel. It's more to, akin to caramel corn than it is uh, to uh, uh, cornbread. Yeah. But, but, oh, but yeah. Josh, it, it it looks like it's more like a sugar pop, like that cereal yes. sugar pop. But it's it has oh, it's very a little sugary. more substance. Very sugary. And then so like don't like caramel. Taco John's. They could only make no, it better by wrapping it in okay. bacon. It, it's it's basically packing peanuts, but with sugar. There you go. Got it. And, and caramelish, right? Some kind of uh, sort absolutely. Of a caramel? Yeah. Well, it's, like a, it's it's well fried sugar so yeah Got it, yeah we uh yeah. we a former job we closed an agency uh in a remote office and i think they did this on purpose whenever they sent back all the computers and stuff they packed it in popcorn and i'm not talking about the shipping popcorn that was popular back then you mean actual, real popcorn actual <laughs> buttered popcorn no the computers taste smelled tasted the computers smelled so good when you turned them on right <laughs> <laughs> Jump bump. Yeah, right. Four episodes a week. Josh is uh, uh, shooting me the finger. Like, move on, move on. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the that's the sign, symbol for me to move on. <laughs> Four episodes a week. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. What are we missing? Wait. Tuesday. No, we're it's fine. Four is good for now. <laughs> Let's slow down. <laughs> so I'm gonna pause at the end of this, Josh. So get ready. 
<laughs> the interview episode on Boys Days. Thank you. Boys Days. <laughs> Wolfman Jack going there. So uh, basically, was, was gravelly. <laughs> basically, yeah, we, we're Wolfman Jack. <laughs> we're taking. He died in his wife's arms from a heart attack after a long on-road uh, trip. Honey, I love you. Click. So anyway. Uh, we are moving the interview from uh, this Monday episode to its own episode. Just think of it. You will not nice. have to search and hunt for the interview in the episode. You'll just know that the Thursday episode, Boys Day, is going to be the interview episode. So, more episodes a week. How can it get any better with five? Can seven be far behind? Easy there, Turbo. Slow your roll. Got to get there. <laughs> so the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Jeeps. And welcome back. <laughs> oh, Rog One, sorry. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Welcome back to the show, Jeeper, on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to be going over a new patent Jeep just filed and what it has to do with the Gladiator. This is going to be pretty cool. We may also be looking at the end of the Trackhawk badge. That's not so cool. And the Grand Cherokee just keeps winning awards. Later, I'll be going over all you need to know about wheel bearings. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and don't forget you can hear all my newbie nuggets on our Friday episodes. And if you're new to Jeeping, you don't want to miss it. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on Jeep Life, I'm afraid I might be triggering some yelling at the computer screen or phone. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Good. Uh, Chuck <laughs> was talking about you. I think Chuck was screaming at his, uh, his radio, his phone, or whatever when we were talking about is the uh, Jeep Wrangler a, uh, a truck or not on the uh, our last roundtable episode. No, it was the, uh, whether or not it was the CJ8, uh, whether the Scrambler was a truck or not, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. If the Scrambler was a truck or not. Anyway, uh, this is uh, Tony, and uh, <laughs> so don't freak out, man, but our interview has been moved from our Monday episode to Thursdays. Thursdays. days. There you go. <laughs> Thursday, May 5th, the same day that the Simpsons claim the nuclear device will be detonated. Coincidence? Ooh. I think not. You know how the and Simpsons predicts the future. They do. So my wife informed me, I think she sent me a TikTok, where May 5th, uh, a, a nuclear device is supposed to, according to the Simpsons, a nuclear device is supposed to be set off in the Ukraine. Everybody's going to their search. <laughs> uh, is this like an old episode that said, like from years ago, that picked this date in 2022? Or? I, I have given you all the information I have. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is up to you. That's right. But but wait a minute. May 5th is May the 4th be with you, right? The 4th be with no, you. No, that's so. the 4th. That's, no, that's May 4th. That's the 4th. May 4th. You almost nerd. You almost nerd. You missed it by a day. It's the 4th? No, it's May 4th. No, the 5th is a big drinking day. Be with you. May 5th is Cinco de Mayo. Well, I know that, but I thought May 4th. Which is May the 4th be with you. Cinco de Mayo is the day that I see five jars of mayo in a sink. I, I always look forward to that. 
God. Whatever. I messed up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you just you just stole twenty five percent of Nikki G's jokes for next week. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. He's, and you know what? He's going to come up with one for me. I just he's, know it. Yeah. He's, he's Here listening. Comes the dumb blonde jokes. He's listening, scratching jokes. out angrily. Yeah. Good <laughs> dude. Can we all this time that I spent at work making up these jokes? <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, it's so cool. It's so engineering-ish, but it may never come to existence. A patent filed to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, the USPTO, on May 19th, 2021, and published on September 2nd, 2021, shows a diagram of a JT Jeep Gladiator pickup truck with multiple hardtop components being removed from the roof and locked into position atop of the truck bed onto a solid tonneau cover. The roof panels are locked into position manually with what looks like a rotating lever. Now, while we may never actually see this particular patent go into production, there is a good chance that we may see something similar to this from Mopar by the 2022 SEMA show happening the first week of November. Although it could just as easily be one of the Overland Expo events, Detroit 4 Fest, or another event that celebrates the modularity of the Jeep Wrangler and Gladiator. I would have thought that this year's Easter Jeep Safari would have been the ideal place to do something like this, but... You know, especially with the decoder gladiator all gussied up with every possible option from JPP and that hideous maraschino cherry red. Ah, God, that was hideous. But nonetheless, this is a very cool work in progress, if you will. Nonetheless, uh, to where the roof panels, much like a freedom top on a Wrangler, could be removed and then stored almost in conjunction with a tonneau cover over the back of the bed. All modularity, all locking into place and all being very secure. Whether it will come to fruition or not, only time will tell. Nonetheless, very cool design option. Tony, uh, you don't have that that kind of a top, but if you did, would this be something that you would take advantage of? Josh, you should have started with uh, this leaked from Jeep through the patent <laughs> office because that's what this thing's going to do whenever you have it yeah, on the I Jeep. Because it it's not just – because I'm sure you guys are thinking, how do you take the top off, the back part of the top that has the sides and stuff on the Gladiator, and how do you fit that in the bed? Well, you don't. It's all separate pieces so that you can store the, the sides and the curves and stuff separately. This thing is going to leak like a sieve, but I love the idea other than just how do you seal it up. Well, and yeah, the only I other thing know. I see is everybody who has Gladiators, for the most part, are putting up some kind of racks. So is this going to fit within those? No, the, you know the no, four frames. No, so you're going to no. need one or the this, other. Take your rack off. These or, are these know. are stock gladiators that, that you see at the mall. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for like an overlanding gladiator, who you're right, who has the racks where you put like the uh, the moto packs on, yeah, uh, the moto pack. Rather, you know things like yeah, or that, tents or whatever. But yeah, I was just going to say a tent. Yeah, obviously the the mounting points for all that would get in the way of this. The top would uh, actually kind of curve over onto the sides uh, and and become flush with the edge of the body, or so I would imagine, considering that is well where the body lines are of the Jeep and how wide the top is and everything like that. So no, this wouldn't work in conjunction with any other kind of a. Uh, bed addition, if you will, w whether that be a rack, whether that be another different kind of a top or cover, uh, anything like that. This would be a, a uh, well, it's either this or nothing or something else uh, entirely. But that's like but, yeah. with all the Jeeps, even like the Wranglers, if you have a soft top, you can't really put 
a rooftop tent on because you can't do the right. take the soft top down. Exactly. The freedom, pay, you know, it's just like it's a well. That's the cool the thing Jeep about the thing. Jeep. It's mix yeah. and match. It, it, you can make right. it be what you need it to be. And exactly. And, and somebody may need this uh, to be this way. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's. I mean, you don't have to store the top. I mean, you are storing it, but on the Jeep, and it makes it a nice cover. And and most everybody likes to have a bed cover on a pickup. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And it's a wonderful idea. So, uh, so I think this is in conjunction with what is already a tonneau cover um, on the Jeep, but it would be the Mopar tonneau cover that has the um, the latches and fastening mechanisms to secure the top panels to the top of the tonneau cover. So if you look on the image below, uh, we've got two Im- images on the uh, in the show notes for episode 599, which you yourself, who are listening to this right now, can go see if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com and check out the show notes for episode 599. That second image shows the underside of the tonneau cover with the uh, the round uh, turny mechanisms that would lock the uh, different panels into place on the top side. Yeah, and I can it's- also see going to like a shade cloth or top. Like here in Southern California, I see this is a huge marketing piece. I mean, seriously, it would be perfect out here. The yeah. weather's, you know, hardly rains. We hardly get any kind of weather. So, or if you lived, I in, could, if you lived in an apartment or a condo and you really don't have the room to, especially, can you imagine third floor carrying up the top so that you no. can store it in your, in your condo <laughs> or apartment? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can see that, like you say, it probably will never come to fruition, but uh, at least it's a great idea. And I don't know if you notice or not, but they've also moved the uh, the gas cap to the opposite side. <laughs> yes, this is going to be in the European markets only. No, I have no idea. Yeah, this is all uh, entirely just sort of concept, uh, conceptual uh, drawings, if you will. Again, just for the purpose of proof of concept for the sake of filing the patent. Jeep wanted to get this in there so that they have the corner on the market. If somebody else decides to uh, come up with something similar, they can say, ah, ah, ah we had this uh, idea exactly. first. Now you need to pay us. Uh, in order to bring your idea to fruition, somebody, so, uh, I mean, some, good, some good Jeep engineer, Jeep. yeah, yeah, some Jeep engineer was drinking with a, a Ford engineer, and they were leaking something about the Bronco. Yeah, doing I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronco is going to be able to store its own top. Can you take the top off a Bronco? I don't know if you can or not. Well, actually, yeah. So I was actually going to going to talk about that. So I mean, you, you've got the 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 Hummer that has that weird top uh, hood thing where you you open up the hood and you slide the the sections of the top into it. Uh, the Bronco has. Uh, uh, their uh, top storage uh, uh, mechanism, device, whatever. So, I mean, this is just a natural progression of things with the Jeep Gladiator. Now, why they haven't come up with something, I'm not going to say similar, but um, to where you could take your, your freedom panels off and store them in the back of your Wrangler uh, in, in some sort of a slot or carrying device of some kind or another. I don't know why that hasn't been, uh, hasn't been brought up yet, but uh, this unto itself is obviously going to be a Gladiator only thing, but nonetheless uh, opens the door for a lot of possibilities in the future. So we got to ask the question, is the Jeep V8 officially dead? At the recent New York Auto Show, Jim Morrison, head of the Jeep brand for the U.S., was hit with some hard questions about Jeep's future. Now that the Hurricane Inline 6 is officially out, at least the word is anyways, the writing is on the wall for the demise of the Hellcat and Chrysler's family of Hemi V8s. Jeep has basically announced that the end of the V8s in the Grand Cherokee, especially with the soon-to-be-released 4XE model. Now what this means is likely the end of the Trackhawk label, at least as we currently know it. Jim was asked about this very topic, and his answer doesn't leave a lot of faith. When Motor Authority asked Morrison about future uh, future Trackhawks, he replied, I don't know. Could there be a variant of Trackhawk? Electric Hawk? Who knows? 
sorry, I I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> so <there>. sad. <laughs> so sad. Electric Hawk, really, Jim? Damn it, I miss Mike Manley. Now, Morrison also pretty much just put to bed any chance of the Jeep Gladiator enjoying any kind of a V8 or some of the factory off-road option uh, upgrades bestowed on the Wrangler line. So, for now, the Gladiator's fractional sales compared to the Wrangler just can't justify the development spend, despite the truck outperforming expectations. Now, those who tow with their Gladiator won't be sacrificed by the removal of two cylinders and the move to electrification, either. Morrison also revealed, quote, we might have a different solution for them, those who tow with their Jeeps, though. Uh, I think that almost guarantees that we're going to see the new Hurricane Inline 6 slapped into the Gladiator in one form or another. It likely won't have the same tune that the Hurricane HO, the high-output variant that the Wagoneer line has, but that doesn't mean it won't be a pay-to-play option later on down the road. Just, you know, pay us some money every month and you can unlock that extra 50 horsepower or whatever it may be. But seriously, now imagine if it did have the same tune. 500-some-odd horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque or even in the mid-400s on both. If you can't tow a load with that, you're doing something wrong. I'm sorry. Wow. How about RoboHawk? Hmm. <laughs> Not going to rule it out. Online updates. Or, or it could be track electric. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about um, Jeep and V8s parting ways for good? The inline six is very... Um, surprising i think i would say so if they were just getting rid of the 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 v8s and not coming up with something and it's especially interesting that it's the inline six and you know josh you and i we love the uh uh the the 4.0 liter from the legendary four liter from uh, the xj's and the tj uh, range so it's kind of it's kind of nice that they're actually bringing something back that we love so much yeah, now granted, it's not a four liter; it's just a three liter, and they added two turbos to it. At least it's, in the it's uh, also the not two hundred horsepower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I don't no, mind I, I so think, much. I mean, four point would be nice, but I think the Hurricane has a lot of potential, and they they they've already announced there's going to be three different tune levels for it, and we've already known about two of them. One being the high output version uh, that's going into the Grand Wagoneer that has the 500 horsepower, or I think 505 horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque. Uh, and then in the Wagoneers, uh, not the Grand Wagoneers, but in the Wagoneers, uh, they're going to have a, a slightly detuned version of that at around 450, I think, horsepower, or maybe just something over 400 horsepower and around 450 pound-feet of torque. Still nothing to shake a stick at. So there is going to be a third tune, which I am assuming is going to be even lower than that, an economy tune, if you will, that we're likely going to be seeing uh, in a, uh, probably more commonplace in Jeeps. Will that be the uh, the new stock engine in the Gladiator? Who knows? Uh, obviously, with three tunes and a, and a lot of focus on this new engine coming in, uh, it seems like the uh, the Hemis are, are, are pretty much have seen their time. They so, are on their way out. So, Josh, did you say a economy tune or a comedy tune? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think even I think even a a, a economy tune uh, of the Hurricane engine would somewhere be uh, be somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred and fifty horsepower or better. Um, if we if we go from five hundred down to four fifty in the in the one tune, I could see a four fifty to four hundred or even a four fifty to three fifty tune uh, uh, going to into that range with somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred to three hundred and fifty pound feet of torque. Uh, perfectly uh, more than uh, than enough uh, to get to get the job done on just about any Jeep in the lineup. 
So, uh, yeah, it's it's big news and uh, big changes coming around the corner. I do have some infi- inside information about this, about what's going to be happening with RAM, but that doesn't really have anything to do with Jeeps or this podcast, so maybe we'll save that for a campfire discussion. I think I may have mentioned this before, uh, but I have spoken with somebody that test drove a couple of vehicles, uh, Jeep vehicles, with the inline six uh, in it, the one you're talking about. And I don't know about the tunes or really? anything specific about it, but oh, wow. they, the, the, what I heard was absolutely amazing was, yeah. was the response that I was getting. They, they are really talking them up with a big game. So um, let's see if they'll live up to the expectations. You know, here's a Jeep that has definitely exceeded its expectations. Um, and, uh, and we're talking about the Grand Cherokee. Um, the Northwest Automotive Press Association, the NWAPA, is a professional organization of automotive journalists and media members from throughout the Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada. They were founded in 1991, and the NWAPA includes members representing newspapers, magazines, radio stations, media groups, and the inter- internet. Members of the organization have been testing SUVs and crossovers, well, pretty much since the advent of the modern sport utility vehicle in the mid-1990s. And for the last 10 years, they have rejected my podcaster voiceover and DJ credentials to become a part of their little secret society. But... I digress. (laughs) Members of NWAPA spent two days testing vehicles on paved and off-road routes at the 27th annual Mudfest competition hosted by the Northwest Automotive Press Association. The testing took place at the Ridge Motorsports Park in Shelton, Washington, just under three hours away from where I'm sitting right now. Journalists tested 20 vehicles from 17 manufacturers to select winners in eight different categories, and you better believe Jeep was there. They brought the all-new 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4XE, the first-ever electrified Grand Cherokee. The Grand just utterly dominated the field, winning three of the eight vehicle categories, including taking home top honors. The 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4XE was voted Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year by the automotive journalist members of the NWAPA. The Grand Cherokee, a nameplate that has been around for over a quarter century and holds the unique distinction of being the, being the most awarded SUV of all time, is now apparently leading the Jeep brand towards its vision of zero emission freedom. Either way, congrats goes out to the Grand Cherokee for once again winning some awards. Gotta love the Cherokees. The original ones, yeah. You know, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for the Grands, and uh, and over the years, the Grand Cherokee design has uh, has really grown. It's 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 really matured quite a bit, and uh, and as it has in its creation been a more luxurious, larger version of the Cherokee line, uh, that that still holds true today. But I think with a even larger separation now uh, between the two between the two models. Uh, with the Grand Cherokee 4XE, I, I, I am hearing a lot of good things about it, and obviously it's already starting to win awards before it's really officially out. Uh, so uh, this is maybe something to be looking out for. The Grand Cherokee 4XE may be something that uh, is going to really set the whole line of the, you know, the Grand Cherokee, that Cherokee line, uh, completely apart from one another. So we'll see what happens with the Grands in the future. Um, in the past, they won a lot of awards. Uh, this is obviously off to a good start. I absolutely love Grands. Uh, the the specifically the one with flaky layers, the original biscuits, the hundred uh, grand from from pills, <laughs> oh, from Pillberries. That's, can, that's a candy bar. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not 100 grams. This is the grands. It's biscuits, man. Those things are so good. You can actually peel the little layers off and oh, eat them. And Pillsbury. Yeah. Pillsbury grams. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about Bacon, now. eggs, you know, the whole little uh, biscuit sandwich in I've there. Those since I was like 13 years old oh, or something. So, they still so make those? Good. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> uh, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories or you've got a recipe that involves the Pillsbury Grands, be yes. sure to let Tony oh, know. God, yes. <laughs> what else you got to say by phone or by email? Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out to us. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, get up at Tech Talk Unit Bearings. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. So Josh is depressed. Uh, plane tickets are just way too much, so he's not going to be able to come out to the uh, uh, the Jeep Talk Show event uh, in June. But you can help if you want to go over there. We only need twelve one hundred dollar paid subscribers. <laughs> to, just twelve. That's just it. That's just twelve. Number. Thirteen would be a good margin of error. So. <laughs> <laughs> so fly Josh in to the the, the off-road event. And, and if you can't af- attend the off-road event, at least you can be there vicariously because you have the warm fuzzy of knowing you flew Josh, Josh in. Josh got to go. Exactly. And in future episodes, we'll be collecting money to fly him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good joke. On your couch. It's a good joke. I'm just going to stick with that one from last year. It was, it was funny. Oh, it's well, only one way. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, last week you interviewed Sam from Off-Road Buddy about his CO2 tanks. And I was sold on it. I thought CO2 was a great idea. Until he said that uh, there was both odorless and tasteless. (laughs) Then you kind of lost me on it. I was wondering, how much would it cost? To add a flavor to the CO2, like we'll say root beer or uh, rutabaga. This is a good I'm idea. I'm asking for a friend. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to ask that if a cat ate a ball of yarn, is it possible it could give birth to mittens? All right, oh boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Does okay, it, that was good, Nikki G. I love that bad. one. That let me let perfect. me ask you this: Does the cat do jazzer size? Because it may be maybe possible. <laughs> I, I got one. I got one word for you, Nikki G. One word for you. Get out. As far as your your flavorizing your your CO two tanks, nebulizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking if they add uh, the that odor that they put in natural gas. When you have a tire leak, you'll know because you'll be smelling the gas. Or maybe oh, maybe that uh, that chemical that smells like vomit, that would be a good one to put into the oh, CO2 gross. tank. Yeah. So real real quick, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll make this a, a very, very uh, little quick uh, uh, story here. Uh, back when I was DJing in the, in the nightclubs, this was 20 years ago. I'm dating myself now. Um, uh, there was a fad that was kind of uh, all the rage at the time, which was oxygen bars. 
and you you yep, scooted yourself up to this to, the, to these oxygen bars, and they'd hand you a mask, and you'd choose your flavor, and they would bubble oxygen through a flavored solution, and you would breathe this in, and you would get flavored O2. Um, and so if you needed a little pick me up in the middle of your clubbing, um, you could pop over to the O2 bar and grab some strawberry oxygen or something like that. Uh, so hell, if they could do it, then Nikki G sure the hell can flavor his CO2 tank in his Jeep. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great stage name, strawberry oxygen. So, uh, I'm thinking this was the forerunner to vaping. Oh, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Might've been. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. You're walking down the street and you're thinking, oh, Blueberry muffins. Oh, somebody's got. Oh, God. what is that? It's cotton candy? No. <laughs> you walk around the corner, and it's Brad and his cloud of lies. Who? Who in the hell is eating uh, uh, waffles and uh, syrup at this time of night? <laughs> <laughs> you got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I think it's tech talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! All right, we're going to call this Unit Bearings 101 because I'm about to go through everything that you need to know and ever could know or want to know and probably then some about unit bearings and wheel bearings and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you wheel your Jeep, well, then it's only a matter of time until the wheel bearing on your front axle goes out. But unless your Jeep has aftermarket hubs, it doesn't have wheel bearings at all. What it has instead are called unit bearings. Now, unlike the traditional spindle and bearing combo like most trucks have, Jeeps have a unit bearing that is bolted into the knuckle. A unit bearing is a common, uh, is a completely sealed, non-serviceable unit. Now, when the bearings wear out, well, you have to re- replace the entire thing. If we compare the spindle type to the unit bearing assemblies, well, the advantage to of a unit bearing is that you never have to pack the wheel bearings with grease or replace bearing seals. In addition, unit bearings will generally last longer, too. But... They are not undefeatable. The most stresses you put on them from things like larger tires, rough terrain, offset wheels, and the additional load of armor and other accessories essential to jeeping, well, as you can see, the stressors add up pretty quickly. The stock unit bearings are up to the task just fine, but they just won't last as long as they were intended to by the manufacturer. For decades, the Dana axles under our Jeeps have used Spicer bearings to roll on, and still today, they are considered one of the best replacements uh, that you can choose. In this segment, I'm going to cover what a unit bearing is, which I believe I just did, and go over what the symptoms are of a unit bearing that is on its way out. We'll go in-depth about uh, replacements and even provide a tip or two for those who can tackle this job themselves. Okay, so now that you know what a unit bearing is and how it differs from normal wheel bearings, let's look closer at why they fail. Now, typically when you see a Jeep with aftermarket wheels, the Jeep will have a wider stance than a stock one with the same size tires. Why? Well, because a wider Jeep is more stable on the trail and in off-camber situations. The best way to achieve a wider stance is by swapping out the axles, but that's a bit extreme and way out of reach for most Jeepers. The second best way would be to buy wheels with less backspacing. Backspacing is simply the distance from the back of the mounting surface of the wheel to the back lip of the wheel. It is measured by laying the wheel on its face, placing a straight edge across the wheel, and then measuring down to the mounting surface. Obviously, the less the number in this measurement, the more the wheel will protrude from the axle. This is great for looks and off-road performance, but it does add a considerable more amount of shear force on the bearing. All the vehicle's weight, the engine, all that armor, the bumper, the winch, everything that you add to your Jeep all adds the weight that is amplifying the already present amount of shear force that the unit bearing is fighting. Again, the bearing is up to the task, it can do it, and it will do it well, but only for so long. 
Now, this doesn't mean a narrow track Jeep is the way to go. Now, bearings will still wear out over time, no matter what. If you got 100,000 miles out of your, you know, out of your stock ones, well, consider yourself ahead of the game. Unit bearing, on, on average, only lasts about maybe 100,000 miles, if that even. Less on a built Jeep that wheels hard. So, what happens when a unit bearing fails? Well, the bearing no longer has tight tolerances. It has been worn and overexerted and in need of replacement. You may hear groaning or a hum sometimes only around uh, going around corners or as you come to a stop. This is because of something called weight shift. And as the Jeep in, Jeep's inertia changes, well, so does the weight distribution. As you turn around a corner, the weight is shifted to the outside wheels. As you break that, as you break, that weight is shifted forward. So even more stress on the front bearings. So as a bearing starts to go, the symptoms will build. They will multiply and they will get worse. So if you're at the groaning stage, things haven't gotten as bad as they can get. Now, aside from an audible change, there may be handling changes as well. As things progress, you may start to see a worsening in fuel economy as the Jeep is now not rolling as smoothly down the road. You may hear clunks and feel a sudden shift in the front end as you go around a corner. Eventually, this will all turn to a grinding noise, worse than any worn brake pad could ever produce. And it will eventually just lock up on you. Now, I don't have to tell you that you never want to let things go this long, and regular testing should help keep the gremlins away. And speaking of tests, here is the best physical test to determine if your front bearing is going out. With one of the front wheels in the air, grab the tire at the 6 and 12 o'clock positions and really put some effort into trying to rock it back and forth. Don't strain yourself so much that you can't hear, see, or feel what's going on. You're going to be looking for any amount of play as you try and force the wheel to rock. Now, you may feel the rubber give a little bit. You may even feel some tie rod play. So that's why you need to really focus on where you're putting the force. Now, if you do feel any play, if you feel that wheel moving back and forth a little bit, well, the bearing is definitely bad. You should be able to confirm this by removing the wheel and the brakes. With all that removed, try to spin the bearing. It should spin very smoothly with a little bit of resistance. It likely won't free spin like a fidget spinner will, but it should feel smooth. If it's rough, if you hear grinding or, you know, it's, it sounds rough or there are points where it's easier or more difficult to spin than others, well, this is confirmation that you have a bad bearing. So how hard of a job is this? Well, if you're doing your own brakes is something that you can tackle with ease, well, then this will be too. They're usually held in by only three bolts, and to get them, all you have to do is remove the wheel, the rotor, and the brake caliper. No specialty tools are required outside of a large nut socket, and you can generally swap out a pair in an afternoon. Here's a rule of thumb, though. Always replace both the driver's side and the passenger side at the same time. They both came from the same place and out of the same batch, so if one went, well, then chances are the other one is not far behind. Trust me, I speak from experience here. Unit bearings are oftentimes press-fitted into the knuckle, so they may not want to come just right out, even with no long being no longer bolted in. Hammering on them isn't always easy, so here's a trick I found that sometimes works like a charm. Using the Jeep's power steering to act like a ram to press it out. To do this, your Jeep needs to be secure and on a jack stand. The engine will need to be running, and you will need a short 3-8 extension socket. Now, place the socket extension between the uh, back of the bearing and the inside of the knuckle, and just steer into it. Now, there's still a chance that depending on where you live, the bearing may be rusted into place, in which case, you'll need to remove the entire knuckle and take it into a shop to have it pressed out. The good news is, is that installing the new one will be a lot easier, especially when you wire brush the living you-know-what out of the race that the bearing sits into. 
I also like to put a tiniest, just the thinnest little bit of anti-seize on the surface before installing it to ensure, it, well, when it comes time to replace this one, and you will come a time when it will have to be replaced, it'll go a lot easier. Now, as far as brands go, well, the OEM one lasted this long, and it's honestly a good choice for a replacement. Don't get sucked into the parts store's heavy-duty option. I tried the Napa HD ones, and honestly, they didn't even make it a year. I've got friends with the same results. Timken is about the only other brand I would trust outside of a OEM Spicer unit. Those two brands seem to hold up the best for Jeeps who wheel. Okay, so let's say you don't have the tools, or the know-how, or the space to do a job like this, but you know for sure that you now have a wheel bearing issue. No problem. This is a same-day turn for most shops, and the average price and part for parts and labor for a wheel hub or unit hub replacement is about $350 per side. Now, obviously, at that kind of price, you may have to do one side at a time, but I wouldn't go longer than a month in between the two to ensure even wear and longevity. Now, before we go much further, I do have to address the super high-end, specialty type of Jeep unit bearings. You know the ones, like from Curry Enterprises, Spider Tracks, Yukon, and, and those such brands. These are the only ones that start at like $550 and go all the way up to like $700 or more each. I don't know about you, but I doubt I will ever go through $1,500 or more worth of unit bearings for as long as I own my Jeep. And like you, I'm surely not going to pay nearly $1,000 to replace a single bearing. Are they worth it? I honestly don't know. But that seems like a huge price to pay to get something that may still fail at some point. Unit bearings are a cornerstone to our Jeeps rolling down the road, and they need some attention. So don't forget to take a look at yours at least once every other oil change. So, is hub assembly the same as unit bearing? Yes, basically. It really depends, but in, in, in the Jeep world, at least the modern Jeep world, I mean, when I say modern, like the XJ, and maybe before that, XJ, TJ are, are the same thing. And I always get Timken whenever I'm replacing the unit bearings on the, uh, the XJ or the TJs. Because whenever yeah, we'd order them um, through O'Reilly's to replace, you know, on the Jeeps, they would always be called hub assemblies, or that's well, what so the now, counter now, guys Jeeps call don't them. Have, Jeeps don't have hubs. You don't have to get out of your Jeep and lock your hubs right. like you would if you had like a, uh, a, a full, uh, full uh, width Dana 44 in the front or something like that that came out of like a, an old Ford or something like that. You look at, at, at some uh, full-size trucks or other vehicles on the road, they'll actually have uh. hubs where you have to lock those hubs into, a, 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 lock them in in order to get four-wheel drive. Um, otherwise, that, that front axle isn't going to be under power until you lock those hubs in. Those are what is considered a hub assembly. For more, for all intents and purposes, going into a little bit more of a technical explanation. Um, right. But if you walk into if you walk into a uh, into a uh, parts store and say, "Hey, I've got a, a 2014 Jeep Jeep uh, JKU and I need a hub assembly for it," they're going to know what you're talking about, and yeah. it's gonna, they're going to give. Unit bearing. Just doing a quick search on uh, on the Google, and I think this might be just the dumbing down of it, because um, I, I understand and agree with what you were saying, Josh, but I think that uh, uh, it's like a universal thing now. Wheel bearing slash hub assembly is, is what I see, like AutoZone and some of these other places. Yeah. And, they, and they have pictures of the wheel bearing. Uh, wheel bearing yeah. and hub assembly is, is what I see a lot of. So I think, yeah, I, mean, I, you, think you, I remember calling them and ordering stuff, and they... You know, the counter people would be like, oh, uh, hub assembly? I'm like, I guess. I mean, if you're doing work on somebody else's vehicle, I guess you can get it from O'Reilly's or whatever. But I strongly recommend 
uh, getting Tempkin uh, bearings. If you're going to do the work, you want something that's going to hold up for that oh, hundred thousand miles. Our stores, some parts stores do sell Tempkin. Uh, no, no, so you can absolutely. Get yeah, I mean, if, but if you can get the so Tempkin, it's not, it's online only type of thing so um but i you know your mileage may vary i i have had mixed results with timken bearings um i i think i like their seals more than i like their bearings but if i had nothing else to choose from then i would go i would go with timken over anything else um if, if spicer was not available uh spicer on my jeep with as much as i play in the rocks seems to have held up longer than any other unit bearing that i've had in there i've had um i've had spicers i've had the napa brands i've had the napa heavy duty brands um i've had god i, I mean at least a two or three other just store brands uh and of course a spicer and that's what i have in there now uh this i'm on my like fourth fifth set of bearings that i've gone in, uh, through this jeep so uh, and over all the years that I've had it, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I put a lot of strain on those. I was running wheel spacers for a number of years as well, uh, and that contributed probably mostly to why I had to go through so many in such a short period of time. Yeah, I think a lot of people understand that when they talk about the wide stance and they put wheel spacers or uh, the backspace on the uh, the wheel is such that it sticks the, the tires out. Looks cool, but you're going to be replacing more parts. I know, now, like that, if you take that, your... I was going to say, with, with that, um, uh, a, a wheel with less backspacing is going to be substantially easier on a wheel bearing than it uh, if you were to be running wheel spacers to get the same kind of stance. Wheel spacers add a significant amount more of stress to, uh, uh, to the wheel bearing than uh, if you just have a wheel with a little bit of offset. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just going to say, for people out there taking their, their Jeeps into shops and to, you know, four by four shops or mechanic shops, you mm -hmm. aren't always going to get the best um, part. So you need to be specific if you're going to ask for a, a specific part, because they're just, typically they're going to order, you know, what they can get their hands on. Take the and, part and with you. Be honest. <laughs> I, I was going to say, to be honest, take the, yeah, take the part with you, because if you go into a shop and say, well, I'm only going to settle for a Timken or a, a Spicer Barry. Right and they don't have those in stock, guess who's going to have to pay a markup on that part? Right. Yeah. Agreed. So if you could save yourself $50 per bearing by buying it yourself, okay, you may not get the warranty from the shop on it because they're not going to warranty stuff that they don't sell, but they're still going to warranty their labor behind it. So if somebody didn't tighten a bolt enough and the whole thing just falls apart, well, obviously that's going to be their fault. But if it fails in 500 miles, well, that's not their fault. Or at least that's the story they're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it comes with a mixed bag. You're going to save money, but, you know, there are some caveats to it. Well, Jeeper, if you've got anything to add or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, like you might be stuck with something in your build or a noise or a clunk happening in your Jeep, you just don't know what's going on, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Send us a message. Let us know what you're working on, what you're stuck on. We'll see if we can't address it here in Tech Talk. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them in with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a deck of big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. Yeah, you need to give me a beer. Hey, you know, speaking the, of really we good, need, high quality. We need to update the 42s. To, you know, the 40s, that's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Everybody's got 40s now. 
Well, Tony, we've got an interview coming up this week. We're, we're, we're releasing one this week, aren't we? Who do we con? I, I mean, who would we, we have scheduled to come onto the show this week? We act like we're a big deal, and they come on eagerly. And then once we the, are. Once, once the interview's over, they go, oh, my God, I fell we for it. We are a big deal. What did I sign up for? <laughs> Never again. Well, it doesn't reflect on you guys because I do the interview, so it reflects on me. Josh, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> Next Thursday, May 5th. Uh, episode six six oh one. Actually, may the fifth be with you. Uh, ex- episode. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> oh, I made a mistake. Give me a break. <laughs> episode six oh one. We'll be talk. We'll be talking to Carrie and Paul Porter of Discover Four by Four Adventures dot com. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. So I'm now on TikTok at the Jeep Mama, and for those of you who don't know, TikTok is a social media site where you post short videos from your phone, and YouTube has now started something similar to compete with TikTok, and they're called YouTube Shorts. So I started doing my Jeep Mama question of the week on TikTok and YouTube Shorts, where I asked you a question and you comment your response. So my question this past week is about the Jeep Badge of Honor. And I am like really surprised at all the response I get. And I wanted to ask you the same question. Who gets the badge, the Jeep or the driver? And you know, oh, funny thing is, go ahead. Well, clearly, it's the driver. Well, because, I mean, the Jeep can't make it through that I, without the driver. But and he's like a, five, he's like a five-year-old behind the wheel, and, but and the they managed to go from one end to the other. It is funny because there it's oh, like... Oh, this is one of those chicken chicken to the egg things, huh? Exactly. Right, exactly. It's, um, yeah, and it's, it's funny, dress blue or black. people... Yeah, most people are saying it's the Jeep, but then there's a lot of people who are saying it's the driver because, you know, we don't give the trophies to the NASCAR cars. That's we true. To the yeah, drivers. Right. Anyway, somebody claimed they were told by the Jeep Badge of Honor program it's for the driver. Hmm. Anyway, so ah, I, I put my calls in... <laughs> to Jeep to try to verify that, and I'm going to keep you posted what I find out. But I think you can head you. over to YouTube and TikTok, and you can share your answers with me. You can call into the Jeep Talk Show, and yeah. So, uh, but my Jeep Life topic tonight is going to be a little upsetting for some, and I think <gasps> Chris. Chris in the Zoom room, I don't know if he's in there. I don't know if he's going to hear this or not. Oh, but this boy. This might, might kind of set him off. My apologies in advance for hurting anyone's feelings or bringing up a topic that's going to trigger you. Oh, dear. Do and we need a cry room for them? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> okay. we, we see this question all the time on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. You see it everywhere. And for some of us, we jump right in and help with our suggestions and answers. For others, we scream at our computer monitors at the person posting the question. And it's an age-old debate where there are three different views. What should I name my Jeep? Mm. There seems to be three corners you could fit in. One is the naming of your Jeep is stupid. Number two, you don't name your Jeep. It names itself or others name it. Or number three, you pick your own name. 
But whatever your corner you're in or how you feel about the question, it's never going to stop being asked. It's just mm -hmm. a fact of life. But why do we feel the need to name our Jeeps anyway? Well, for some people, their Jeep is their second home, a best friend, a pet, and an alter ego all in one. Some folks getting behind the wheel of the Jeep gives them a whole new personality. Or like me, it rejuvenated my whole life. So David Bennett from AAA says, we share the milestones of our lives in our cars. Maybe you drive it to your wedding or to the birth of your child. There are so many things that connect us to the vehicles we drive. And naming your Jeep, in a sense, gives it a personality. It's a way for Jeepers to form some kind of bond with their Jeep. Bennett also says, people name their cars because of the emotional connections they have with it. For a majority of people, the purchase of their first vehicle is a rite of passage or the first Jeep. They become akin to a parent to the car, like cleaning, maintaining, repairing it. That as well transfers over to any purchase of a Jeep, whether it's our first Jeep or fifth Jeep if we're lucky. So my friend, my Jeep friend in Australia, Jimmy Mack, says his Jeep is an extension of himself. He feels no one else can name it for him. Or it's no longer a personal thing. His Jeep's name is Ranga because it's red. Ranga in Australia is another name for redhead and also a twist on Wrangler. So it becomes an extension of his personality. There are many ways people choose to name their Jeep and it becomes and it's becoming very trendy. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Some people choose to name the name after themselves or things they enjoy. I know a Star Wars fan who has a white Jeep and the name of his Jeep is Clone Trooper. Then there are <laughs> those who wait for the name to be to pick the Jeep. A nickname of sorts from someone else or something they did in their Jeep. Some silly trail, something that happens. And sometimes when that right name comes along, it sticks like glue. Then there's the group that don't believe in names at all. It's true. Some Jeeps just go nameless. And honestly, that's my Jeep. My Jeep to me is just my Jeep. Some people right. have decided to name my Jeep for me, and it's called School Bus. I don't really think that fits me, but sometimes I just go with it. The next time someone yellow. asks to help name their Jeep, you could send them a few internet links. Yes, there are websites on the internet to help you name your Jeep or car. Really? There are car name generators as well. Oh, my goodness. I Who knew, huh? So, yeah. Tony, Josh, Wendy, do you guys have your Jeeps named? No. <laughs> I think the most interesting Jeep name that I've seen is Bust a Nut. Uh, so, they probably <laughs> broke a lot of bolts off one time. Uh, I bet you Bill could, uh, could identify with that. Yeah, probably. So. Well, we, we don't actually have it named, but we kind of have a name just between us. It's called Ghost Rider, but that's more from the reference of having fun and getting out there and buzzing the tower, you know, from... Oh, and it's great when you're on the GMRS. That's a negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> exactly. So, for us, but we don't we don't have it labeled on there. Nobody else knows it. It's just something between Bill and I, and we just kind of one day thought about it, and there it was. So, because I wanted yeah, to do, like, you, Ghost Rider, you know... But All you need is a license plate that can somehow say the pattern is full. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just think that'd be kind of fun. Or, or just Meg Ryan that would do the same thing. Yeah. 
But, you know, out here, we see a lot of Jeeps uh, on the trails and they've got the name, you know, plastered where it says Rubicon on the side. They'll right. just put their name there. A lot of people do. So, oh, yeah. Um, East Coast, it's a big, huge yeah. thing for doing, putting your name on the side put of the Jeep like there. that. I can get yep. a sticker made up for you, uh, Wendy, if you want to put it put it on. You can take it back, take it back off. I'm thinking quarter tank. <laughs> quarter tank. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> He's never gonna live that down. Deal. See, that's that's how Jeep names vapor get, lock. Get made. I like yeah, that. vapor. Oh, I love it. Vapor lock. I'm gonna. You know what? I might do that just to just to mess with him. That, was, <laughs> that would be that would be great for somebody that vapes way too much. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. The funny thing is, on social media, you see, and it's. I don't want to be sexist or anything, but it's usually female jeepers. And they post up on these groups like, oh, I just got a new Jeep and it's orange and I'm having such a hard time naming it. Yeah. And you hear all the names. Oh, how about Orange Crush? And or Citrus. How about or Shut the yeah. Hell Up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, here we go with all the orange names. And I, I'm fine. Yeah. People can want yeah. their Jeeps named. That's, oh, that's exactly. perfectly fine. But I, I just, anybody says, what's your Jeep's name? It's mine. I mean, I know. At, at, at least in, at le- yeah. it will be when I pay, finish paying for it. Right. Hmm. So, there you go. We all four are, are, have nameless Jeeps. They're all my Jeep. That's right. Our own Jeep. That's right. Well, do you have a name for your Jeep? And, and by the way, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? Because <laughs> we don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Please call in and let us know. <laughs> Just kidding. We're always looking for Jeep stories. So, contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to the jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. And when you call in, tell us about that special feeling you got when your Jeep was first ducked. <laughs> God, we are all like a little cranky. Worker mudgeons. Yes, I think? know. What's going Jeez. on? Because it's Monday. That's the problem. It's Monday. We're tired of Mondays. I don't want a Monday. Negative Nellies, are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's time to sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, Jeeper. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for our newsletter, which is chock full of great information about what we have coming up on the show, inside information about giveaways, and who we have coming up on interviews and all kinds of other great information. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now. Sign up for the interview. Don't worry. We don't spam you. We don't sell your information. One email a week is all we're going to send you. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. I don't think that you'll do that, though. <laughs> well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to comment on one of our social media posts. We promise you won't catch anything from Tony. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, Jeeps and rocks, they just go together like, like, Jeeps and rocks. I mean, seriously, (laughs) is there a better combination? (laughs) Podcasting since 2010.